Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. A lot to get to this final hour. Sean Payton's press conference from earlier today. I got a lot of requests this time of night. Hey, I wasn't able to hear it. About two. So we're going to play... Uh, a good portion of that, and it was a very long press conference, about 30 minutes. I, I got to be honest, this might be the longest Sean Payton press conference during a season in his tenure here. It was right under 30 minutes, I believe. We will play uh, a good portion of that again coming up here. Well, just about six or seven minutes. We have sports libs. We will talk a little Pelicans as well as they lose last night. But we haven't touched a lot on Chiefs Patriots this week as we've been so consumed by Rams Saints for good reason. I will say that that is one hell of a matchup over there in the AFC. You got two Hall of Fame coaches. You got a Hall of Fame quarterback in Tom Brady, and then you've got the MVP of this year. You have one of the great football venues in the United States. If you've never been to Arrowhead Stadium, I had a chance to go there once. Incredible. It's definitely in my top five football venues that I've ever been to. It's kind of like a college bowl. I mean, it is a bowl, but it kind of reminds you of a college stadium and a college atmosphere there. They have all the tailgating outside, and they start hours before, kind of like an SEC tailgate, and it gets rowdy in that stadium. It's going to be fantastic. Chiefs, a three-point favorite against the Patriots. Tim Zimmer is our producer, and uh, Tim, what do you think about this game? Yeah, one thing interesting about this game is that the Chiefs are actually changing all the grass this week. They're removing the grass from the Colts game, and they're putting down a new turf which means all the grass will be new. And Buckner, the kicker, he's actually going to kick on the turf, or the grass, I guess, on Saturday. So he'll have an advantage over Goskowski. If this game comes down the field goals, expect the Chiefs to have the advantage there. We're going to shorten the grass here a little bit, make sure their, their receivers are faster? Well, the snow actually kind of like you know destroyed the field a little mm-hmm. bit with, from them. So they're just putting it down a new, Interesting. a new, you know, sod because there is heater, there's heat, or heat underneath the grass. So new grass this weekend. So I think that's that's something that no one's really talking about. Kicking advantage Chiefs. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. So the Patriots are three and five on the road. One of those losses was obviously that miracle in Miami that cost them. Uh, really home field advantage in the playoffs and that means they got to go on the road here which they're just not the same as they are at home but you do have not only a quarterback that's used to winning in the playoffs but the greatest cold weather quarterback of all time we we said uh, these stats last hour when we were talking to Carter Bryant but Tom Brady when the weather's under 30 degrees he's 24 and 4 in his career when it's under 20 degrees he's 5 and 1 this is is the greatest in a lot of things obviously Tom Brady but he is hands down the greatest cold-weather quarterback of all time. And the temperature doesn't matter as much if there's precipitation snow during the game. If there is snow and precipitation and there's they're more worried about the frigid temperatures than that, I would definitely favor the New England Patriots as they're better equipped to win in the snow. But... But there's a reason that the Chiefs are favored in this game. They're the better team. They have the more explosive offense. Frankly, they have a quarterback who's played better this year. And and Patrick Mahomes didn't throw a touchdown pass last week, but he played very well at home. And their defense at home, their defense at home is pretty darn good. 
They're allowing around 15 points a game at home over the last few months of the season. Not the same and a, a abyss that they were on the road. So the Chiefs' defense at home, that's a factor. you got Patrick Mahomes at home in this offense once again. And Andy Reid, who has had lots of success against Tom, against Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Remember, Andy Reid, the last four games against the New England Patriots, all with the Chiefs, he's 2-2 two and two with two blowout wins and two very close losses here. All of this lines up for me as the Chiefs win, even in the cold. If there's one game that's going to wind up a blowout, I think it's that game, and I think it's in the favor of the Chiefs. I'm not predicting a blowout. I'm saying if either of these games could wind up a blowout, it could be the Chiefs running away from the Patriots. Well, you obviously know Bill Belichick's going to take away the Chiefs' number one you know, player. Who is that going to be? Is it going to be Travis Kelsey? Is it going to be Tyreek Hill? Does that mean Sammy Watkins has to get more receptions? Or do they make Damian Williams, Spencer Ware, and Darrell Williams, the two LSU backs, the three-headed running back? There, that, that beat them. I think if they're going to make Damian Williams – try to win the game and I think the Chiefs are going to have to run the ball to win the game because I'm going to see the I think the Patriots are going to play a more more they're going to play their backfield they're going to play towards the pass and take away Mahomes take or uh-huh. take away Tyree Kill. I think they're taking away Tyree Kill as much as possible too although that seems fairly impossible in itself. Their offense looks a little different, maybe a lot different. Not a lot different. No, it looks a little different without Kareem Hunt since he was removed from that team after the domestic uh, violence allegations. Uh, by the way, I completely agree with that. Um, but here the Chiefs are, one win away from their first Super Bowl appearance in over 50 years. Can you believe that? That's one of the more proud franchises in the National Football League. Be real cool, I think, to see Saints Chiefs in a Super Bowl. I'd love that to see the MVP, you know, candidacy maybe decided there. Uh, Mahomes is going to win that award, but it'd be good to see Drew against Mahomes. The one advantage I think the NFC has this week over the AFC is that the Saints game and the Ram- against the Rams, it's going to be played in a dome, mm-hmm. and that's where the Super Bowl is going to be played, and it's going to be played in a dome. So I think this AFC game, both teams have played outdoors in the cold the last two weeks. So I think the Rams and the Saints definitely have a big advantage when it comes to playing indoors, especially when the Super Bowl is going to be playing indoors next week. Yeah, I will, I will say this with the speed, both offensively and defensively for the Chiefs, are going to play pretty well in a dome too. Like Tyreek Hill on turf in a dome – when he can get that speed going, it's pretty scary, too. I don't know how the Saints would really or the Rams would match up with that uh, very well. Okay, we're going to take a break here. When we come back, we have Sean Payton for you. His press conference earlier this afternoon, very expansive, talking about crowd noise and Taysom Hill and Jared Goff and Sean McVay. We'll hear from the Saints head coach when we come back here on the last lap. Welcome back to the show. Uh, we might actually play the entirety of Sean Payton. Uh, we will at least take it to the bottom of the hour here. Sean Payton out at Saints camp today. Very um, expansive in his press conference. Again, this was one of his longest, maybe the longest press conference he had during his season. In his tenure here, nearly 30 minutes. But we'll play at least the first half of this for you right now. Here's Sean Payton. All right, I've been convinced by a couple of textures and tweeters. You want to hear more of Sean Payton? We will in just a little bit. Um Here's a text from the 504. Is there a standard volume level for the quarterback's helmet phones? In other words, can the Rams increase the power in the quarterback's helmet to compensate for the noise in the dome? I actually am not sure on that. I'm just going to be honest. That's a question or something that I've never researched. I do know they turn it off at 15 seconds. As far as the level, I believe those are controlled by NFL personnel. I do not know. That is a good question. You heard Sean Payton in there say, and you will hear him say if you haven't yet in this press conference that the defense 
also has problems communicating in the noise. And the Saints defense last week, they had some problems communicating in the Superdome noise, but they'll obviously take that with uh, if they're causing the Rams problems. I did see uh, some Rams players again, Robert Woods, saying today over in Los Angeles that the crowd noise hasn't been a problem, won't be a problem on Sunday, Rams wide receiver. We will see about that. Also, Alvin Kamara. Tim, did you see Alvin Kamara breaking the news that Taysom Hill has been given a nickname by the Saints offense? It's the Mormon Missile, Taysom Hill. Apparently, that is what his nickname inside the Saints locker room. I like that one, the Mormon Missile. That's a good one, right? Tim, Tim kind of gave me a shrug. You're not sure. I mean, it's kind of bland. I mean, it could. I, you could probably think of a better one. Yeah, I, 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 I like, I like the alliteration. Right? Yes, the I, I like the alliteration, the Mormon Missile. I'm usually not on any religious connotations and names, nicknames like this, but it just kind of fits. I don't know. I'm kind, I'm kind of behind this one. Tim's not sold. We'll see. We'll see. I do like his odds to win MVP in the Super Bowl, though. Yeah, Tim, Tim was telling me that Tim, if the Saints win this game, you're going to place a prop bet on Taysom Hill as MVP. Is that right? You're going to be able to get some extreme odds for him winning MVP in the Super Bowl. You're probably going to get something like 50 to 1. At least. Like, if Taysom Hill if is on a Super Bowl prop to win MVP, you're looking between 50 to 1 to 100 to 1 odds because, <laughs> I mean, no one's going to take the backup quarterback as the MVP of the Super Bowl. Yeah, here's the text from the 985. Noise won't be a problem. Challenge accepted. Uh, yeah, it's challenge issued and hopefully challenge accepted here for the Saints. Uh, more Sean Payton in just a second. I Just a really quick commentary on the Pelicans. always want to make sure we talk a little Pelicans on this show. They lost last night. They blew a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter. Again, I was on WLA-TV tonight, and uh, we were Chris Hagan and I were talking about the Pelicans' talent. And I maintain this. There is too much talent on this team, this Pelicans team, around Anthony Davis to be this dysfunctional in three games under five hundred. I am sick and tired of the excuses that Anthony Davis never has talent around him. This isn't an anti-Davis rant. This isn't an anti-Anthony Davis commentary. He's great. He's playing like one of the three, four best players in the NBA like he has the last two or three years. It's unbelievable. That doesn't excuse his inability to win with talent around him. Drew Holiday is one of the best guards in the league. Top 10 guard. All-NBA defensive team. Julius Randle's averaging 21 points a game this year. Playing for, what, $9 million a year? Nikola Mirotic off the bench. He had 21 points last night in 10 minutes. In the first 10 minutes. 21 points in the first 10 minutes off the bench. You got all the other pieces around him. When Alfred Payton's healthy, he is a very sufficient point guard. I mean, I could run down everybody here. Jalil Okafor off the bench has been much better. You got uh, Etwan Moore, and you could check off the list here. I am sorry, Pelicans fans, if you are somebody that is still on this, well, the only problem is the Pelicans haven't surrounded Anthony Davis with any talent. I'm sorry, that's absurd. They have a top five roster talent-wise right now in the Western Conference, and they're in 12th place. Give me a break with this. It's not all on Anthony Davis. No way. It's not all on Anthony Davis. The problem is here that I'm beginning to realize uh, firmly, and I think uh, this realization started last year a little bit, that Alvin Gentry, brilliant offensive mind, 
Absolutely brilliant. If he's gone here with the Pelicans, if they make a move and move on from Alvin Gentry, he will land somewhere on a staff and he'll be in the NBA really as long as he wants to because he's a brilliant offensive mind. As a manager of personalities, as kind of the CEO of the Pelicans and an NBA roster and personality management, a lot to be desired there. Frankly, I think it falls more on those two guys than it does Dell Demps because Dell Demps has acquired talent here. Dell Demps hasn't been perfect. Far from it. See what happens here. About 40 games less, a little under it. Pelicans to get their act together and somehow make a playoff run. Let's go to Tommy on his cell phone as we return to Saints here. You want to talk a little Taysom Hill, Tommy? Yeah, why not call? Why not give him the nickname of Iron Man? and play that theme music when he comes out onto the field. So I think that would grab everybody's attention because he does everything. He does do everything. Okay, Iron Man. I like it. All right. Uh, Tommy, Iron Man for Taysom Hill. Mormon Missile from Max Unger in the Saints offense. Tommy says Iron Man. Tim, you like Iron Man better than the Mormon Missile? Tim's giving you a thumbs up, Tommy. Find the glass. Text from the 504, Taysom Hill current odds for Super Bowl MVP, 80-1 to 1 in Las Vegas. All right. Text from the 504, Davis is great, team is good, Davis is not a leader. He hasn't learned how to be one yet. So good in other asset areas of his game, that's something that he still needs to develop, and he's still relatively young, still got time to do it. Okay, more Sean Payton here. Again, this was out at Saints camp after Saints practice today. Saints head coach Sean Payton. Long text from the 504 about the Pelicans and my quick commentary there. I can't read it all, but I will read some of it. Good commentary about the Pelicans and Del Demps. As of late, done a much better job. However, for the longest time, he is the one who helped put us in such a big hole as he did in the past. He goes on to say you can be an offensive genius if you want, but at the end of the day, if you're not getting the full potential out of your team, it is what it is. Not really disagreeing with any of that, Dexter. All right, time for Sports Libs here. MC Tim Zim, apparently beer pong sniper. Chris Hagen found this out today. I will not be on a beer pong table with you anytime soon. You're way too tall. You have a reach. Yeah, you know, I used to be a sniper back in my day. I went, I think, two years, junior to senior or college, about two years, maybe a little under, without losing a beer pong game ever. So maybe we do need to get on a table sometime. Maybe, you know, post-Super Bowl. Yeah, maybe, you know, water pond or yeah. something like that. You know, My mind of liver can't handle this at 35. Okay, okay, Tim, what do you got, Sports Libs? Uh, if you ever uh, are new to the show, we do this every day. It's like Mad Libs, sports style. All right, Tim. All right, first question. DeMarcus Cousins says the Warriors are the most hated team in the NBA. Blank is currently the most hated team in sports. Still got to be the Patriots, right? I would think it's the Patriots. It's the Patriots or the Cowboys just because of the popularity of that sport. Used to be the Yankees for a very long time, but because of the, the decline of Major League Baseball, really because New York hasn't won a lot in the last decade, won one title in the last decade, it's got to be the Patriots or Cowboys to me. A lot of hate for the Warriors doesn't equal the Patriots or Cowboys level. I could argue maybe the Yankees or Boston Red Sox, but I guess Boston sports in general. But yeah, you're right. Probably the Patriots. If Red Sox is an interesting one. I don't feel the hate or dislike for the Red Sox like I do for the Patriots, though. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens in baseball this year. If they Who comes they're out gonna the They're going to win again, probably. Uh, you might be right. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't really looked at that. Uh, question number two. The most important non-quarterback player on Sunday will be blank. Mm, that's a good question here. Non-quarterback player. I'm going to go Alvin Kamara. 
if Alvin Kamara explodes for, let's say, 150-plus all-purpose yards, really I'm talking about offensive yards, receiving and, and rushing. It's not all-purpose when you count. Uh, there's return games, so return kicks. Um, I'm going to go Alvin Kamara. You could say Aaron Donald or Andres Pete, but I'm going to go Alvin Kamara in this one because I don't, be either game, by I, the way. I don't expect – are you going to go Sonny Michelle? No, I was going to say Tyreek Hill because I think if the Ram- if the Chiefs have any opportunity that you know score big in this game, it's going to have to be off Tyreek Hill. Boy, that's such a good. That's a very sports hockey question. I like it. I'm going to go Alvin Kamara slightly over Aaron Donald, Sonny Michelle. You could argue Michael Thomas as well, just based on what happened last week. Yeah, I, and look, he went over 200 yards in the first game against the Rams, but now they have Tlaib, and they'll certainly, I think, going to be bracketing him and throwing a lot of coverage his way. So I don't expect him to have a massive game, but you never know. All right. All right, question number three. Greg Hardy is making his UFC debut on Saturday night. (laughs) That is blank. Disgusting. Dana White has made a lot of missteps in the last couple of years with UFC, allowing this guy who was basically blacklisted from the NFL – because of what he did to a former girlfriend, throwing her on a bed of guns in a hotel room, saying he was going to kill her, throwing her in her bathtub. This is not a good dude. I don't care that it's a fighting sport. It's disgusting. All right, question number four. The chances of Tim Tebow playing for the Mets in the major leagues is that blank percent. I think it's... He is going to be on 75? Yeah, he's going to be AAA. He's going to be on the spring training roster for the Mets. I I don't want to go higher than that. I'm going to say something like 85 to 90%. Just the marketing perspective of this. If you're the Mets, wouldn't you want to bring him up? Well, they're pretty bad. Right. I'm going to go, you know what, 90%, final answer. 90% unless there's an injury, he's just terrible. And really, even if he is terrible, I kind of expect him to get a call up here. So 90% the Tim Tebow We'll get a call up to the majors. I say sixty. I think he's a pretty good athlete and a pretty good. He's a decent baseball player, but it also depends on how bad the Mets are going to be, which is pretty good. They're pretty good chance. Yeah, they're not going to be good. All right. Final question. Scotty Pippen says Zion Williamson should sit out until the end of NBA. Should out. Excuse me. Almost. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Almost. He should sit out until the NBA draft. That would be a blank decision. Petty. Is it a short-sighted? Decision? I mean, financially, sure. He's going to be the number one pick. I mean, it's just a lock. Like, lock it in. At some point, if you're going to go to college basketball, and now there are options, especially for basketball players, I understand the argument, to be honest, much more in football. If a guy like Greedy Williams wants to sit out in a bowl game because there's no other option to go and play football and hone your craft, in basketball, if you want, you can go overseas and play. You could go to the D-League and play. Instead, he decided to accept a scholarship from Duke. If you make that commitment when you have other options, that would be petty, and I wouldn't agree with it at all. I would be the, If that happens, I'll be the first one to do a segment or maybe multiple ones on Zion Williams and that absurdity. I am sorry if you just wanted to coast on through until you're assuredly the number one overall pick. Good. Go do it. Make your money. Go overseas and play for a year and quit 
taking a scholarship from Duke. It's not as bad as uh, LeVar Ball telling uh, the media that it's going to cost three grand to film their his sons play uh, play basketball. His younger sons uh, right now. They're, he's charging media members three grand to film them to play. Can he, can he just go away? And the one of all the possible Anthony Davis trades out here, the one that would just be terrifying is if they trade for Lonzo Ball. Give me a break here. That's. Sports Libs. Nice job, Tim. We'll wrap up the show next. Moment is in. Coach Sean Payton on crowd noise. And a final look at our opinion poll. How loud will it get in the Superdome on Sunday? Brought to you by Blue Runner Foods at WWL. And it's going to do it for the last lap tonight. If you missed any of the show, including Larry Holder, Carter Bryant, Joe Curley, Sean Payton, catch the podcast. WWL.com, Apple Podcast, Radio.com app. And we will be back tomorrow, same time, same place, 8 to 11, 8 to 10.30, actually. Tomorrow is Westwood One's football previews. Follow our show, 8 o'clock tomorrow, Central Time, here on The Last Lap. Thanks to Tim Zimmer behind the glass. Todd Manessis, our show producer, and Diane Newman, our executive producer and program director. Thanks to you for listening. Final update on our Blue Runner Foods opinion poll. Yeah, everybody on board that the Dome will be OMG loud on Sunday. All right, have a good night, everybody. Handing it off to Beyond Reality Radio. I'm Seth Dunlap on Twitter at Seth Dunlap. And as always, we leave you with our moment of zen. Here is Sean Payton talking about what the fans need to do crowd noise-wise on Sunday. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.